0: Hi, it's Angela Poon from Strive Stronger and welcome to the Strive Stronger podcast, bite-sized edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. This bite-sized episode with Kerwin Ray comes from episode 10 of the Strive Stronger podcast and is all about how someone as active and energetic as Kerwin manages to regulate his body and brain. Kerwin is a vocal advocate for helping people with ADHD harness it like a superpower. And for years, he has been working on how to upregulate when needed, but also downregulating when he's overwhelmed or needing to recover. I love how even with the big, bold life he lives and the very successful business he runs, Cohen is able to find beauty in the mundane, calmness in the chaos, and time to stargaze to find that balance in his life, which we can all learn from.
1: Now, a lot of people say this, but I don't do anything by halves. And I'm one of the most extreme people that I know. And I don't say that as a way to compare myself to anyone else. It's just very much the way my personality is driven. You know, I'm just, but I don't think it's necessarily always been that way. And I think that's really important for people to understand. Like I come from a background, you know, ADHD, dyslexic, also, you know, post-diagnosis SPD and so i'm someone that used to deal with stress in very different ways than most other people and the reason i do a lot of the crazy stuff i do right now and yes adhd is something that you know it's, it's it's associated with a lot more taking risks and learning how to regulate my systems because by virtue of me being spd you know my senses are all turned up high high like my sense of smell my sense of touch my sense of stress is high and so for me i knew that i was a little wound up and so as a part of my process in life and growing up i just learned how to I, I naturally gravitated towards the things where I had to learn how to regulate the systems in my body. Mm. You know, I, I learned how to regulate my psychology so I could deal with really high stress stuff. I learned how to regulate my emotions so I could stay really cool and clear. I learned how to regulate stress so I could remain coherent in process orientated high stress situations. And so for me, the more I learned how to do that, the, the more I enjoyed the experience of doing it at an extreme level, like skydiving. I had a fear of heights, so I went and did 200 skydives. But I didn't just skydive like most people would, I, I learned how to skydive. I very quickly, but then I went straight into uh, head down and stand up. And that's where, you know, if you're flat flying, you're traveling at about 220, but when you're doing head down, it's a lot harder, but you're traveling like 310 Ks an hour. It's a very different experience. So I, I wanted to get straight into flat flying and then I pivoted, or pivoted I went, so I $10. Fly. Then I adapted <laughs> into, uh, I'd, strap a meta, I'd strap a heart rate monitor around my chest and then I'd practice meditating in free fall and practice getting my heart rate under 80 beats per minute you know, and so for me, they were just like little ways of learning how to adapt to really high pressure, high stress situations, but remain coherent. And the better I got at doing that, the more calculated risks I started to
0: take. How do you adapt to low pressure, low risk situations, like reading a book, (laughs) like you're a Byron Bay, right? We're going to drill into that as well. Like seriously, walking (laughs) down a a A beach and just chilling out.
1: I've I've spent a good portion of my life learning how to downregulate because my systems are so upregulated, mm. and so for me meditation is a huge part of my day. Like I'd meditate at least anywhere between half an hour to a couple of hours a day, every morning, you know, mm. uh, as well as sun gazing. Uh, so for me, you know, I'm very conscious of how my system is, where my system is at, from a stress and emotions perspective. So I can keep it quite balanced because I'm conscious of the fact that when I get out of balance, when I get unregulated, you know, it it is detrimental to a whole range of functions in my body. I guess the only difference is I'm is maybe a little bit more aware of how my system runs and so, you know, I know You're when to pull it back. you hugely Learning how to pull it back has, yeah. has taken me a long time. You know,
0: I've worked in this domain 20 years with athletes, performers, high achievers. You're one of the most aware people I've met as far as when you talk about state management, physical, psychological, environmental. But I was curious on that. Like, do you ever just switch it off and – Apart from even doing meditation, because it yeah. could sound like even a task that's all right, mate, I'm going to relax. All right, I'm going to do meditation. I'm going to salute <laughs> the sun. I'm going to do stargazing. <laughs> you know where I'm going here, Cohen. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Do yeah. you ever just, here's my passion, swear word, do you ever just chill the f out and do nothing? Oh. Look, I'll be honest
1: with you, I'm getting better at it now that I'm back in a, fam, a proper family dynamic. Cause my, and I went through a divorce like four years ago, separation four years ago, and I was like single for three and a half, almost four years. And so when I had my son, I found I had this level of balance and this ability to chill out. But then when I didn't have my son, I was redlining in between. Mm. And so now what I've discovered, I've got myself, I'm in a new relationship now with a beautiful partner. She's got a nine-year-old daughter. We're in the process of integrating our families. I've gone from being a part-time dad, you know, half the time to now I'm a full-time dad. And so for me, that's been incredible because I go home now and my life is chaos at home, but it's the most beautiful form of chaos. and I you probably know this yourself, Andrew. you know there's a diff, there's differences of chaos. And to me, going home to a crazy household, on some levels, yes, it is a little bit draining, but on the other level it's like, you know what, this is what helps keep me sane, you know, because I'm like everyone else, I've got kids that talk back, I've got kids that in some cases won't clean their room, you know, and there's jobs to be done. And well, that to me, I find very I find washing up very therapeutic. Uh, I'm a bit weird like that. No, I hear uh, a number so of people yeah.
0: say that, especially on all the time. Um, you know, go go go! Just washing the dishes for some people, it's a mindful. Oh, it's now beautiful. you
1: know, I I've got a dishwasher, but I don't use it. I'll I'll hand wash, wash. the dishes because it's just
0: mindful. I get it when you go from massive disruption, and one of the biggest disruptions you can go through is in a relationship mm-hmm. with kids. Yeah? And then yes. pulling that apart, it pulls apart at the heart. So it can be really, it, it's a distraction, it's a fragmentation. I'm really happy to hear a, that yeah, you've you've reached yeah. that that place. Thanks, I'm also really happy to see you really step up in the the realm of mental health. You've been announced as an ambassador recently for ADHD. I want to call out Cara, our lovely producer, who rang me up. This is the first she's time amazing. she's done this, Kerwin. She did a brief with you last week. She rang me up. I was in Jeroa writing my next book, getting away from the craziness. You've gone to Byron Bay, I go to Jeroa periodically. And she left a message, Andy, look, I know you're down on the south coast, but I just spoke to Kerman and we spoke for longer than you're going to speak to him on the podcast. (laughs) 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 And and Cara has ADHD and she's happy for me to say this, but you touched her in that conversation and you just said a few things to her and obviously to your community now, openly talking Mm -hmm. about this. So, where, when did this genesis start? When did you feel like you had to take a different path? It's a different way of positioning. You know, you, you for 10 or so years, my understanding stood up and, hey, yep. I'm Kerwin and, you know, I'm bulletproof and unstoppable mm. and, it's a real vulnerability. Yeah, great there, now. question. Look, it's interesting. I I, um, I talk about my life.
1: Like I've for twenty years, I've played really well in the in the performance space in business, and you know, I consider myself someone who's obsessed with performance. It just so happens that business is my commercialization. Um, and for me, I've one of the reasons I've I've got to where I am is because I've learned how to work with what I've got, you know, and I've learned how to address the things that I've that I that I'm dealing with. But for me, I never really set out to, you know, help people necessarily with ADHD I never really helped to set out to help people with dyslexia or addiction or you know parenting because this is the thing right now my parenting content is is you now we've got over 100 million parenting views just on some of our content. Our content around mental health, our content around health. You know, we've got 70 percent of our audience on social media. They're not even in business, Andrew. You know, these are people who are just everyday people. And so for me, I think the reason it's touched so many people is because I just share what I'm, what's going on for me. Mm. You know, but I also share the journey of getting to know myself because when you get to know yourself and you've been introduced to parts of yourself but you've been told that they're bad. Oh, you've got ADHD. Phew, I'm so sorry. It's an attention. You know, it's attention deficit disorder. You've got a deficit disorder. So, well, that's not a nice label. And so, you know, even talking to—is um, it Emily? Kara. Sorry, Kara. Even talking to Kara, like just hearing the the the. She even expressed. She said, "I went through grief when I got the diagnosis." And I said to her, "What do you feel like you lost?" You know, because we grieve when we feel like we've lost something. And you know, we had a beautiful conversation. And this, is what I like to do is just share a different perspective because I know all the bad stuff about ADHD, I know all the bad stuff about dyslexia, all the bad stuff about addiction, all the bad stuff about, you know, SPD and being on the spectrum. But I've also spent a disproportionate amount of my life looking at, okay, so what's the benefit of that bad Mm. thing? You know, how does that benefit me? What skill has that given me? What knowledge has that given me? What experience? What perspective? You know, because I, I believe, you know, we live in a du- a, du- a world that is governed by duality, you know, and that reigns all the way up to our psychology. And so there's a balance to everything. The universe is constantly seeking balance. It's our psychology that puts things out of balance. And so when we look at certain characteristics that we express, and we're only told all of the bad things about it, and we're told that this is the only way that you can manage it is through, you know, medication, it doesn't make people feel good, and one of the things I've learned is yes, when you have the ADHD brain, your brain is working differently. It has what, and this is the funny thing: when they look at the ADHD brain, they say the ADHD brain is maladaptive or it's maladapted. So it's 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 adapted differently to the environment, and as a result, it's got different profiles of hormones, different profiles of chemicals. Uh, and when you understand that, then you can use that. But when you're trying to use and and I I say this with a lot of you know a, a lot of I guess you could say, I want people to really hear what I'm saying now. We walk around, every single person on this planet walks around with a, a trillion dollar piece of bio hardware, you know, between their ears. And some of them have been programmed and wired a little bit differently. But whether it's ADHD, dyslexia, SPD, or some form of you know, some, something on the spectrum, it's all been tuned, but it's a trillion dollar piece of hardware and software. But no one was ever given the user's manual, you know, but if there was a user's manual, step one would be get to know the equipment, yeah. <laughs> get to know the operating system.
0: Hey, it's Andrew, and we hope you enjoyed that episode. We would really appreciate it if you helped us amplify the Strive Stronger with Andrew May podcast by sharing episodes with colleagues and friends and going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help us get this message out to a wider audience. And if you would like to know more about how Strive Stronger uplifts teams through optimizing human performance and well-being, make sure you check out strivestronger.com. And if you'd like to know more about my personal practice, focusing on all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com where you can explore the books I have written, including Matchfit, which has now sold over 85,000 copies, or book me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite. Or if you'd like to really turbocharge your business and personal success and wake up to a better way of living, working and leading, check out my brand new evidence-based Human Performance Academy that starts in July. I'm really, really looking forward to getting that going. And if you'd like to receive regular updates from me each month, make sure you subscribe to my monthly e-newsletter, The AM Edition.